a Monday morning, and you know what that means, streamers. Welcome back to the Isolation Station of Love. This is Daz Does Disney, and I'm your host. It's me. It's me. It's the DOZ. Back after a week off. Apologies about that. Caught an illness. Still not exactly sure what it was. Uh, I've tickled my brain enough with a COVID test. Thankfully, every one of them came back negative. But uh, like I said, still not exactly sure what put me under the weather. But we are soldiering on. Uh, at this point, I would like to bring on my co-host, my tag team partner. You know her. You love her. She is the rising star in the podcasting game. She is the rising star in the streaming slash YouTube game. Follow her on Twitter. It's Steffers. Download and listen to her podcast, it, Adventures with Steffers. That's also her blog. It's Steffers. Steffers, how you been, buddy? It's been a minute. It's, it's been a week, Landon. It, well, it's been there, a week. There, there, there are minutes and weeks, Steffers, and plus that's 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 the phrase. It's been a minute. 525. No, no, do not sing. We do not have the rights to rent. And and, mm-hmm. and Broadway, they are very litigious with their, uh, rightfully so, with their IPs. I mean, before Hamilton was on Disney Plus, I mean, you had to go to various corners of the dark web to find Hamilton videos, uh, and we're not going to talk about said dark corners of the dark web. But uh, Steffers, how you been? Oh, you know, I've been reading a lot. Um, that's really, I've been gaming and reading. I, I don't, <laughs> you've missed nothing. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you really missed nothing. I, uh, I, I've been reading a lot of books, y'all. So if you have any book recommendations, I'm currently on the second. Uh, uh, I don't know what the series, I, I should figure out the series. The Court court of, of Sarah J. Mass books. I'm on the Court of Mist and Fury, which is the second book in that series. And um, I, I started Game of Thrones. It's a very dense read. So like, you know, I'm, I'm a person who can read multiple books at once. I'm almost done with the fourth Harry Potter. Like I'm doing too much. Wow. Well, yeah. when you say you're reading, you really weren't kidding. That's uh, that's impressive. Um, uh, for a book suggestion from me, might I suggest Hop on Pop. Y'all can't see my face. From, from, I'm from my a face. little known author named Dr. Seuss. No, that was actually my favorite Dr. Seuss book run. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Apparently, he has a land in uh, Universal, so that 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 might uh, be of some interest for you. Also, that's more my reading speed, so you know. But but I do want to contribute to your voracious reading habit. So uh, that's that. I just cool. find that games are not as quality as they used to be. And I play the same ones, and then, you know, at, at some point you get, like, tired, and you're like, mm-hmm. all right, I need to change your pace. So then I lay on my beanbag chair, <laughs> and I read a book, and then it's 1 a.m., and you're like, oh, okay, I guess I should go to bed now. Yeah, yeah, if you're reading, it's it, it and it's 1 a.m., you should probably go to bed. It's funny you mentioned that about games. I promise, we're going to get to Disney News in a second. I was talking to my friend earlier this week about how 2022 has been kind of a lackluster year when it's come to gaming and i find myself going back to the same games over and over again. Yep. it's like i i just this week finished another run through of the 2018 version of god of war now that is to get ready for god of war ragnarok coming out in november now that i'm very much looking forward to but um this year has kind of been meh when it comes to gaming now uh now i do know friend of the show um main street arcade he's very much excited about the new mario uh and rabbits game that came out on the switch and i did like that first one but uh i don't know if i liked it enough to spend 60 bucks to get the new one that's the problem too is that like i have a switch all the games are like 60 bucks and i'm like why am i gonna pay 60 bucks I, and then it goes for like games on the PC too. I'm not really like a person. I try to go free games because I'm I'm cheap. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like a whole thing. I've been playing Overwatch 2 and it's fine. I haven't played Valorant in a while because I needed a really big mental break from that because it was just mentally taxing. But other than that, mm, I can't say that uh, I've been listening to a lot more music. Shout out to all my t- Swifties in the in the, in the <laughs> chat. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, yeah, you Swifties got uh, got kind of a uh, big. Uh, don't you talk ish about our? A no, Swifties no, I, I, I love Taylor Swift. I, I don't know if I would 
Okay, yeah, I'm kind of a closeted Swifty, but uh, but yeah. Um, uh, and uh, going back to the whole Switch games costing sixty bucks. PlayStation Five owner over here, they cost seventy dollars. Yeah. I cry for you, honestly. Okay, so wait, hold on. I'm gonna do this. This relates to Disney, and it's full circling back. Disney Dreamlight Valley yeah. is not free to play yet, but the cheapest version is like 30, 40 bucks. It's 30 mm -hmm. for most people. I don't know. I'm assuming PS5 might be. I don't know if they kept it the same price across all platforms. I think it is the same price on uh, the PlayStation. Platform. Oh, well, even better. So the cheapest Founders Pack, if you want like the early access, is $30. So hear me out. You skip eating out a couple times. And then you invest in this great game where you can go on journeys and you can garden with Wally. And it's such a chill, like, you can put some music. I mean, it does play some Disney music, so maybe you want, like, the whole aesthetic. But, like, if you don't have a trip planned, you can kind of, like, cozy up. They just added Scar to the game. Mm -hmm. Like, there's just, there's some stuff that you could do. Um, but if you're not into spending the $30, it will be free to play next year. Uh, we don't know when. But I'll, I'll let y'all know. You'll be the first ish to know depending on what day of the week i learned this piece of information but just know that on a monday or a wednesday you will you will know said piece of information or if you follow me on tiktok you'll know right away because i have no chill or if you have microsoft game pass um and you have an xbox uh it is currently available on game pass okay so but that's not free because you're spending like a dollar or ten the reason why i say a dollar or ten is because you get like the first month or three months free and then like it's ten dollars a month but yes, it is free. But if you're already signed up for Game Pass, uh, it's included in your subscription there, and you do get access to all the founder stuff as well. Uh, that's that. That's how I've been playing it. And True. and and I'll be honest, uh, I did not see myself in uh, 2022 enjoying an Animal Crossing esque version uh, put out by Disney as one of the things I've enjoyed the most when it comes to gaming. But. Uh, Oh, God of War Ragnarok, I'm looking very much forward to you. And uh, <laughs> unfortunately, it seems like uh, Arkham Knights kind of uh, went over like a fart in church, which was very disappointing because I wanted that to be a good game. We love farts. But anyway, you know what we love more? <laughs> Did you really just get us back onto Disney news? But I do know what you love more, Steffers. That might be a nighttime show that is returning. Finally, we know when to Disney's Finally. Hollywood Studios. Um, Stephra, since this is your show, would you like to make the announcement? <clears throat> yeah, I will. Fantasmic's coming back. Yeah. In case you didn't get that from like this little intro that he, that you know Landon did, it's returning November third, twenty twenty two. Which I'm still working on getting my tickets and like I maybe booking another trip. I haven't decided yet. Fantasmic will also. There's there's more to this. There, that was just like the little the little spittle in, in the, wherever you spit. <laughs> Don't <Gross>. judge me. <laughs> Fantasmic will also be a slightly longer show than it was pre fires of the world. It was previously a 26 to 27 minute show. Fantasmic will now be 29 minutes. Y'all 29 mm. it's an extra three ish minutes when it returns in a few weeks. And by a few weeks, isn't it next week? Oh yeah. It's next week. How it's is that week. possible that November is like next week as I look at my calendar? And, yeah, oh my I was like, this is a few oh weeks, but I'm pretty sure this is next week. Uh, oh Disney World Lord. offered the following details about the show's return, including some more info about the new scenes. <clears throat> Clear my throat, sorry. <laughs> Forces of good and evil will once again battle it out in Mickey's dream as the long-awaited return of Fantasmic debuts November 3rd at Disney's Hollywood Studios at Walt Disney World Resort. The legendary, correct, it is legendary, nighttime spectacular invites guests into Mickey's imagination for a larger-than-life show painted on a grand canvas of dancing water overflowing with silly and suspenseful surprises. The elaborate 29-minute nighttime spectacular takes place nightly, a kaleidoscope of entertainment featuring thrilling stunts, dazzling special effects, and a rousing score based on classic Disney animated films. Fantasmic is just one of the many new and returning live entertainment experiences guests can enjoy during Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary celebration, which also is coming very close to its end. Mm -hmm. Which that's, I I just feel like yesterday was the, the, uh, the crowded October 1st, 10,000 hour wait to get into a shop to get all the merch <laughs> that has since been like released online and like yep. gone. Mm -hmm. I just think that that's crazy. Um, 
Fantasmic is a show that will take you on a journey to see so many characters, so many villains and heroes, says Melanie. I'm not going to try to pronounce her last name because I probably will mispronounce it. Entertainment proprietor for Disney's Hollywood Studios. It's one of our biggest shows and many guests will plan their day or their entire vacation around Fantasmic. She's really not wrong, though. Because I will. I was going to say, uh, yeah, because Steffers is one of those individuals. <laughs> the return of Fantasmic will include the debut of an all-new sequence that will bring to life heroic moments from Disney stories such as Moana, no shocker there, Mulan, my personal favorite, Aladdin, another personal favorite, Pocahontas, which they technically had a Pocahontas scene, but they're changing it, mm -hmm. and Frozen numero two. It's interesting that they emphasize Frozen 2 as opposed to just Frozen. I think it's because of the songs. And the oh, plots yeah, are different that's, technically. Yeah, that's, so, that's true. Yeah. Because the, the Frozen show, that, I'd have never seen it. That Please tells don't the story of Frozen. Of one? One, yeah. Ooh, that's such a smart move for them to have both of those movies represented. Yeah. I think. Mm. I also liked two better. Also, don't at me. Really? really? I'm an Into the Unknown versus a Let It Go. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, Into Into the Unknown's a good It's song, a banger. But, it's a banger. But I mean, Frozen 1's a better movie than 2. That's, mm. that's fine. You can you can have your inferior opinion, Steffers. You, you, you've proven that every week on this show. I know. Everybody hates my opinions. And Boom! I'm so roasted! Sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. In bringing Phantasmic back, sorry, Matthew is chiming in here. In bringing Phantasmic back, we have a brand new scene that we're calling our Disney Heroes scene. Ooh. Hmm. We get to see some new characters introduced to Phantasmic, and we get to show their stories in a new, unique way, utilizing a combination of projections, lasers, and new lighting. Through this entire sequence, we go on a journey with our heroes. We see them faced with a decision and how hard that can be for them. Then watch as they find that strength within themselves to push through in a truly spectacular way. And that was uh, Matthew Hamill, who is the show director uh, for Disney Live Entertainment. Uh, that, yeah. that, that sounds cool. That sounds cool. Hold on a second. There's more. Okay. But right. wait, there's more. The new hero sequence features a high energy Aladdin chase, as it should, with stunts never before seen on the Fantasmic stage. A powerful scene with Elsa set to the song, Show Yourself. Interesting. That is sure to thaw the most frozen of hearts and stirring moments with Pocahontas, Moana, and Mulan. Fun fact, to help choreograph the authentic Chinese martial arts, martial arts you'll see in Mulan's scene, the creative team brought in Mimi Chan, the original muse and model animators used when bringing the character of Mulan to I'm gonna cry. Wow, wow, that is that is exciting. Steph, is you okay hearing that? Oh, no, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> um, there will be eye-catching visuals, immersive storytelling, a journey beyond guests' wildest imaginations, and then this article lists a bunch of fun facts, which I'm not going to read because y'all just need to go see the show, which is coming back November the third, yeah, and uh, uh, those times starting November third through the seventh, uh, Fantasmic is going to be shown twice a night, eight and then nine thirty p.m. November eight through the thirteenth just one show per night, 8 p.m., and then November 14th through the end of the year, with the exception of December 4th, is going to be shown at 9 p.m. So I've already seen reports of November 3rd, the day that Phantasmic returns. Uh, there is no park pass availability for That's Disney's Hollywood Studios. That's not surprising at all. It and I think it's a smart move by Disney, at least in the first couple of days when Fantasmic comes back to have multiple showings, November 3rd through the 7th, again, 8 p.m. and then at 9.30 p.m. to send the crowds home happy because- uh, Hear me out. November 8th to the 13th. I'm, I'm looking at some flights here. <laughs> okay, well, while you plan your uh, your trip, uh, mm -hmm. maybe you want to look at adding a dining package option okay. for Fantasmic True. because Disney has released information about that that will be available to book today, the day that this episode drops, October 24th, for performance dates starting on November 30th. Uh, the dining package and prices uh, include an entree and appetizer or dessert at select full service restaurants or one full buffet where applicable along with a non-alcoholic beverage and one voucher 
for guaranteed seating at Fantasmic in a reserved area. These dining locations are going to be 50s Primetime Cafe, Hollywood and Vine, Mama Melrose, Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater Restaurant, and Hollywood Brown Derby. Now, uh, these prices are going to range on the quote-unquote cheap end, around $49.50, bucks, and then, uh, to the surprise of no one, uh, Hollywood Brown Derby is going to be your most expensive option there, $73 for ages 10 and up. Um, I think that's that's pretty fair. I mean, sci-fi, you're looking at about 50 bucks. You get you get um, a meal and a guaranteed spot in Fantasmic. So, I mean, if if you are a big fan of Fantasmic, if you're fanatical about Fantasmic, like maybe Steffers is, this might be something to look into because uh, you get dinner and then a show later. I will say, one twenty-seven for flights. <laughs> So, I mean, so you're 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 literally booking a booking a trip right now on the podcast. This is hilarious. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, I understand, Steffers. I understand. Um, hey, Justin Monorail, what you doing on um, the dates <laughs> that I am texting you right now? Um, I want to go see Fantasmic, buddy. Do you have a Steffers shaped? uh spot on your floor she can sleep on maybe oh no no no. there's a bed no no no. there's a bed okay all right i mean it's mckenna's bed but like there is a bed (laughs) (laughs) it's fine Uh, we'll talk we'll talk offline don't don't worry it's i mean it also won't be the third but also it won't be not the third I'm, anyway, we're going to move on. Um, I also, if I, if and when I do go see Fantasmic, I kind of, I love sci-fi and I would be very much inclined to do that, you know, meal situation at, at sci-fi um, or 50s primetime, I think. Those are my top two choices out of this list. I also, I've heard mixed reviews on Hollywood and Vine. I've never eaten at Mama Melrose. And the Brown Derby is just frankly too expensive for me. I get that. So. I mean, I, I love the Hollywood Brown Derby, but I totally understand the price point being a little, ooh, I don't know about that. And plus it's like, I mean, uh, it guarantees you uh, an entree and an appetizer or dessert. Um, I'm curious if you are picking off a select menu or you can That's have also anything. That's a very good point. Because, because I mean, um, 73 bucks. I mean, if, if you, like, like you, at least I go to the Hollywood Brown Derby to get to get the Cobb salad. Yeah, and, same. And and I mean, I, I don't remember the Cobb salad being seventy three dollars. Or no. <laughs> I mean, like like in that instance, it's like I better be getting a filet freaking mignon. But but I also kind of respect the hustle in which they are putting forth because like I would do like sci-fi since it's the cheapest. And just, I mean, I'm. Let's be honest. I'm paying for the reserve seating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, that's not much more than I probably would have paid anyway. Like, if you get a shake and you get the the burger, and then if you like, you stuff your face with a. I, do they even have apps? I, they probably do. I just don't get them because I just focus on the shake. Yeah. Like, I just feel like you're gonna be spending like around that and then you're really paying for the exclusivity and the reserve seating so like goes into the pay to play play pay to win situation that uh the genie plus platform like it all just kind of goes together and whole in harmony it's all just like a thing it's fine quote unquote harmony um um, well uh something that's not exactly harmonious and no i'm not talking uh nighttime shows um uh, we're heading to court or rather disney is heading to court because according to a report from Florida politics, Walt Disney World is being sued uh, by two annual pass holders over Disney's uh, park pass reservation system. The claim is similar in nature to what the Disneyland Resort is being sued over, namely that the reservation system is unfair to annual pass holders who purchased a pass with no blackout dates. And I did see there are protests going on at Disneyland Paris 
over something similar. Uh, the Disney Park Pass reservation system will prevent pass holders or any guests from entering any Walt Disney World themed park without a free reservation, as y'all know. Though I say, as y'all know, I've had people ask me what the park pass reservation system is when they are going down to Disney because they know it work, you know, I'm the Disney guy. And they had no idea about this ahead of their trip. And thankfully they were able to get park pass reservations. But I mean, there are stories of people going down and the day of the park, they go to scan in and it's like, uh, sorry, you don't have a park pass. Well, can I come in? No, sorry, sir or ma'am, we are at a full capacity today. Even though they bought the ticket. And while Disney says that the park pass system has, again, we all know, was initially introduced as a way to manage attendance during the COVID-19 pandemic, Disney Park Chairman Josh DeMauro was an early fan of the system, noting that the Park Pass system, quote, was here to stay all the way back in August of 2020. And since then, executives, they've been praising the Park Pass system as a tool to, quote, yield management that allows them to maximize revenue at the theme parks while providing lower wait times and a more pleasant experience for guests. And uh, if you've seen some of the crowds, I don't think uh, crowd management is really working when it comes to the Park pass system. Now, Disney, they have issued a public statement over the lawsuit that has been filed. Uh, the Disney statement uh, was released by a Gabrielle Russin quote, annual pass holders continue to be some of our biggest fans and most loyal guests. We've been upfront with the pass holders about the updates we've made, and we're offered them the flexibility to opt in or opt out of the program early in the pandemic, including refunds if they desired. The lawsuit mischaracterizes the program and its history, and we will further respond in court, in quote. So uh, Disney, they're, they're, they're going to return volley in court, it seems. And uh, I do remember I was a pass holder when the pandemic started and they put every, when Disney shut down and they stopped offering the annual pass, they reached out to me and said, hey, this is what's going on. And uh, they offered me a refund on the time that was left on my AP. And they, I, I took that option. now. Uh, I was able to re-up my annual pass later on when they reopened, but as of now, annual, the annual pass system that we knew before the pandemic has not come back. And unless you have a current annual pass, uh, you can't get a new annual pass. So, um, and Disney has removed uh, some annual pass language off their website in response to this. So I, uh, this is this is going to be a very interesting situation, not only to see how it uh, unfolds in court, but also for the future of annual passes going forward. I don't like how they worded that statement. It was very, I, I felt it's very much like, hey, we love our annual pass holders, but also like it's their choice whether to be one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I mean, mm -hmm. that's the name of the game. And like, yes, but also... If you're spending 12, I mean, for some people, $1,200 for this pass, like I completely see where people are coming from with their anger and like, I don't know. That's not, that ain't it, Disney. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you. Um, I've said on this podcast and previous podcasts, I'm not a fan of the pass holder or of the park pass reservation system. And unfortunately it doesn't look like it's going away. And I think that the statement they put out kind of sidesteps the issue at hand, but um, I don't think anything's gonna come of this lawsuit. Uh, this is probably gonna end up being thrown out. I, I'm, I'm not a judge or a lawyer. I just play one on a podcast, but frivolous kind of comes to mind. Uh, but I will be interested to see how this plays out in court, but um, I don't think this will change how Disney operates with its annual passes right now. So, no, and like I'll, I'm gonna play devil's advocate a little bit because I, I don't necessarily like the park pass system, but there, are, I don't dislike it. Like I, I think I've kind of come to terms with it. So, I don't necessarily think that the pass, the park reservation system is the problem it's the limit of use the kind of um you're just not allowing people to get what they paid for you know what i'm saying like you're you 
hike up the price and then you make it exclusive to this person, that person, and the other thing, and then it's like no, no, um, block out dates, and then you're like, just kidding, you can't go. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't, mm. Mm. just give the pass holders what they want. AKA is to go to your park and spend money on the different. Th I don't. It doesn't make sense to me. And this is this is after pass holders have already dropped several hundred dollars to go to the park. And I mean, in their statement, they call them some of the biggest fans and most loyal guests. And they're not wrong. I mean, buying a buying an annual pass is not a cheap endeavor. Correct. And we're going to talk later on. Disney is continuing to increase price pretty much on everything across the board. So we're going to talk about it later, and I'll go ahead and ask this question to Steffers now so she can think on it. And I want to ask this question to you, the lovely listener. Is Disney pricing out guests? Is Disney making it too expensive to A, get into the park to begin with, and B, once you do get into the park, is Disney making it too expensive to have fun? I, I, I would be very interested to hear what y'all think on that, because I mean, by 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 nature you're a disney fan if you're listening to this podcast so i want to hear what disney fans have to say about that get at us on twitter at does does disney at its steppers at landos uh we'll we'll read some uh some of your comments in next week's episode uh and steppers uh you you can wait next week if you want to think on it or we can... oh i have an answer but i'll reserve it to the end of the show okay all right good deal okay we move from disney heading to court to something that will end up with Justin Monorail in court. Uh, this past Friday, one of the firework barges appeared to have caught fire during a show at Epcot. Uh, a reader sent Blog Mickey a photo uh, which shows uh, what appears to be a fire on the fireworks platform between the multimedia barge. Uh, the fire apparently took place after the conclusion of the show and the uh, multimedia barge does not appear to have caught fire. Uh, Scott Gustin put out on his social media at Scott Gustin Disney confirms the harmonious fire only impacted the firework launch platform quote a firework launch platform had a contained fire after Friday's show and was extinguished in quote um, uh, Disney uh, has yet to name Justin Monorail as the only culprit uh, and uh, as of now Justin Monorail does not have an alibi so uh, Jay you might want to go ahead and start heading to Mexico before uh, Mickey realizes what happened Speaking of Mickey, oh, no, I'm lying. Speaking of Minnie, it's yeah. not Mickey. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Wrong mouse. Wrong mouse, everyone. Uh, Disney enchantment to be replaced by Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks during Christmas week at Magic Kingdom. Uh, apparently, during Christmas week, Disney will not present Disney enchantment fireworks at Magic Kingdom. Instead, Disney will present Minnie's Christmas time fireworks from December 23rd to December 29th at 8.15 nightly. And uh, we'll run down the schedule. <laughs> uh, November 8th to December 22nd. Uh, select nights, Minnie's Wonderful Christmas Time Fireworks during Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party at uh, 10 p.m. Now until December 21st, select nights, Disney Enchantment during nights without Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, 8.15. December 23rd through the 29th. Uh, Minnie's Wonderful Christmas Time Fireworks during normal operating hours, 8.15, December 30th and 31st, New Year's Eve Fireworks. Is that the first confirmation we've had of New Year's Eve Fireworks? Or uh, do we already have that We, we actually uh, have a story coming up where uh, not only is there going to be New Year's Eve Fireworks in the Magic Kingdom, but also in Epcot and Hollywood right. Studios. So. And then January 1st, uh, 2023, can't believe 2023 is literally like a hop, skip, and away, return to normal Disney Enchantment schedule until Disney Enchantment Goes away. leaves us and uh, our fave comes back because we all yes, know wishes. that's the that's true start. You said our fave steppers. Incorrect. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, speaking of Very Merry Christmas Party, new December date sold out for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. I can't confirm it is not my date, so I am still in the clear. Uh, December 18th is now listed as being sold out on Disney World's website. And, uh, I mean, it's... it's 
It's going to you know. happen. I mean, we saw we saw it with not Slowly. so scary. It's happening a lot slower. Lower than, than not, not so scary. scary. Yeah, I have noticed that too. As of this recording, there are five dates for uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party that are sold out. That's opening night, November 8th. And then the 10th and the 11th of November is also sold out. November 22nd is sold out. And then as Steffers stated, uh, the first date in December is the 18th to sell out. Uh, so you do still have quite a few options if you and your family want to celebrate uh, Christmas down in the Magic Kingdom. But again, we saw Mickey's Not So Scary sell out. And I, I'm willing to bet by the end of Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, we're going to see more sellouts than we don't. So uh, act now if you want to get in on the festive uh, atmosphere and party activities. I do think it's cool that- And you that, know you want to. Yes, yes. I do think it's cool that Disney is offering guests that don't go to uh, Mickey's Very Merry uh, the option or the, or the opportunity to see uh, Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks the week of Christmas. I do think that's cool. I do think that's cool. <sighs> Not cool for me because- Because well, you already spent the money. And you're also probably yeah, but let's gonna, be honest. I want to go to the there. party anyway. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I'm going but, to the uh, party, so I really can't complain. But uh, speaking of fireworks, and uh, Steffers kind of uh, talked about it on New on New Year's Eve. Uh, Walt Disney has announced that uh, three of its four parks will be open late enough to ring in the new year. Magic Kingdom, December 30th and 31st, 9 a.m. to midnight is going to be the hours of operation. Epcot. December 31st, 9 a.m. to midnight. Harmonious is going to be at 6.30 p.m. that night. Oh, so they're I'm, doing a wombo combo. Uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios, December 31st, 8.30 a.m. to midnight. And then, of course, the one park that is not going to be open till midnight is going to be Disney's Animal Kingdom. Operating hours on New Year's Eve is going to be 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Because, I mean, it is a theme park, but it's also a zoo, and you got to take care of the animals. Now, I do need to correct myself when I said there's going to be uh, fireworks for New Year's Eve. Uh, there's going to be, uh, typically Magic Kingdom and Epcot have New Year's Eve fireworks at midnight. Uh, Steffers was talking about at Magic Kingdom. Generally, it's called Fantasy in the Sky and it will be shown on the 30th and the 31st of December as Magic Kingdom celebrates New Year's Eve two nights in a row. Uh, at Epcot, a fireworks celebration takes guests around the world showcase lagoon as fireworks light up the sky over each pavilion in the order that they celebrate the new year. So uh, there will not be a quote unquote New Year's Eve fireworks show in Hollywood Studios. So that I need to correct myself on. But if you do want to ring in the new year in Hollywood Studios, you do have that option. But I'm going to be honest, if if Magic Kingdom and Epcot are Hold having, on a second. Oh, OK. Ringing in the new year at midnight in Batu. OK, now that would be pretty awesome. That would be pretty awesome. I'm no, just I, saying. No, I don't know what time zone uh, the planet of Batu is on. So, well, there's no fireworks, so it doesn't really matter. Oh that my is, God, could true. you imagine? It's like a lightsaber. Oh, that that would be fun. That'd yeah, that would be kind of uh -huh. cool. That that would anyway. be fun. But but going to Savvy is much like everything at Disney. I got a little bit more expensive over the last couple of weeks. We'll talk we're, about that yeah, here. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. But um, I've never done New Year's Eve in the parks. I think it would be fun. I hear it's crazy busy one of if not the busiest times in the parks but across the board with the exception of animal kingdom you're going to be able to ring in the new year at at the park of your choice when it comes to magic kingdom epcot and hollywood studios me personally i think i would probably go to epcot because uh that nighttime spectacular as they light up uh each of the uh each of the world showcase around the lagoon as they ring in the new year i think i think that sounds cool i think that sounds cool but um Probably going to have a good time no matter where you ring in the new year on Walt Disney World property. You are not wrong. Um, this is not a great article. Yeah, yeah. Generally, uh, uh, we uh, we we like to talk about meet and greets and how they're they're coming back. Coming and meet back. and greets are awesome. Uh, this is this is a new take on us talking about meet and greets because Disney's cutting uh, some of them back uh, across uh, the parks uh, in uh, Hollywood Studios, Magic Kingdom and Epcot, particularly um, uh, starting. Well, yesterday, as a matter of fact, uh, if you are a fan of Donald and Daisy and Max and Goofy in Hollywood Studios, uh, according to reports, those meet and greets will be cut back. 
Many in the Magic Kingdom and many at the International Gateway in Epcot have also been cut back. In addition, several character meet and greets that were previously announced to, quote, return soon have not done so. Character meets at Pete's Silly Sideshow in Magic Kingdom, Toy Story Land and Hollywood Studios, and Ariel at Magic Kingdom are among those that have yet to return. I don't know if I knew that Ariel had yet to return. Oh, but by the way, these cutbacks were first reported by uh, WDW Magic, just FYI. I don't... I get to... I follow a lot of, like, Disney people on TikTok, so I'm... I can't... I don't think I've seen them, like, in the parks. I think I just see, like, TikToks about the character meet and greets and Ariel. So, I'm gonna go with no. Didn't mm. they just bring... Op reopen... Ocker shoot? print that one yeah is she not a part of that no no don't don't believe so no well then i guess she's not back yet and well and uh the reason these cutbacks are coming according to reports uh disney is saying that the resort is struggling to find cast members to staff various points uh for these meet and greets so hmm. uh, interesting yeah uh that's 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 a bummer because it seemed like we were getting closer and closer to uh Returning to normalcy, as I like to uh, so famously say on this podcast. But yeah, that's that's, well, that's that's kind of a bummer. You know what's not a bummer? What's that? More drinks with liquor added to Magic Kingdom. Yeah, that'll that, that'll put a smile on my face because we previously talked about on a, on a previous uh, episode uh, for the first time in, well, what feels like for forever. The first time in forever. There it is. Knew it was coming. Uh, Disney added alcohol uh, to the Magic Kingdom, particularly yeah, they at did. Skipper Canteen, uh, Liberty Tree Tavern, and the Diamond Horseshoe. Uh, now there are there were uh, previous alcohol uh, alcoholic options at other sit down restaurants, but I mean mixed cocktails. That's kind of awesome. Now two new drinks with liquor have arrived at Tony's Town Square Restaurant in Magic Kingdom. The first one's going to be the Little Italy Cocktail. That is a whiskey based drink with a uh, Siciliano liqueur, sweet vermouth, and it's garnished with uh, some cherries. And then the second option is going to be a limoncello sidecar, uh, which uh, that sounds tasty. I'm a I'm a fan of limoncello, so uh, you now have four places you can uh, get some uh, mixed cocktails in the most magical place on earth. Um, I was about to share a fun fact, but this is a family show, so I'm gonna <laughs> roll on through to this next article. Oh, this is not a great... Why are we... Okay. Well, we alluded to it earlier. We're going to talk about it now. Price increases hit Savi's Workshop hand-built lightsabers at Droid Depot in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I really didn't realize that uh, in space, like, there were also price increases, but it's fine. Uh, you know. uh -huh. that's, that's the reach of the mouse, uh, Steffers. Uh, lightsabers are uh, increased from 220 to 250 yeah. Uh, mm. And uh, where's the droid? That uh, uh, that is uh, jumping from ninety ninety nine to one hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah, and um, I I've done Savvy's workshop. I've done that. Not at the two hundred and fifty dollar price point. It still carries. Um, I've said if you're a big Star Wars fan, I think Savvy's is something you need to do and i mean at the 250 price point it's i i would still very much recommend the savvy's workshop because the lightsaber you get is dope and the show and the story and the experience is incredible but at 250 that is that is a tough pill to swallow and then on the flip side I was never really that impressed with the Droid Depot to begin with, even at the quote-unquote low price point it was at. Seeing I now have to pay $120 to make my own BB or make my own R-Series Droid, I just, I, I think at this point, uh, the Droid uh, Depot is now just something that is never going to happen for me. Uh, I know some of y'all out there listening, you have made droids at the droid depot uh i would like to hear your opinions do you think it's worth it at the 120 price point um for me i i i can't swallow that pill and ooh, um the savvy's 251 that is that's... i think the droid is more worth it than the 
than the lightsaber. Really? The only reason why I say that is because you can get a better lightsaber off of whatever that website is that people get lightsabers from, and I feel like that's just a better deal. Um, I've built a droid. Uh, maybe it's just because of like the size and like the display factor, because I have a droid. I love my droid. Um, but like a lightsaber, like oh, it's probably just sitting on a shelf in your house. It's sitting in my office in the in in the case that that it uh -huh. came with because uh -huh. the carrying case is included for the two fifty price point when it's in stock. That just doesn't seem worth it I, to me. And and eventually I'm going to get around to displaying it like like hanging it on the wall and it looks awesome and it was a fun experience. I two two fifty is is that's that's a lot of money. <laughs> that is a lot. Okay, so Stafford, that's having, a night at a hotel. To put that into perspective. And a, a pretty good hotel at that, too. So, uh, Steffers, you've built a droid. Would you drop 120 to build a droid? No. I think $100 is plenty of Disney taking my money. Because let's be honest, it's a bunch of plastic. It probably values at maybe $30, and then you're paying the rest of it for the show and the experience. Yeah. So, I'm not spending... That doesn't make sense to me. Um... And, and, and I mean, honestly, you could probably say that uh, say that about the Savvy's workshop experience. Yeah, but it's diff. I think it plays into the immersive vibe that you get. Like, I'm not mm -hmm. saying it's not worth it. I'm just saying for me, I'm glad I got it at the hundred dollars because, yeah, like it's dollars and cents at that point. But like you're spending a hundred dollars then you go to 120 like twenty dollars goes toward a meal twenty dollars goes toward a drink twenty dollars goes toward like it adds up when you do multiple experiences and frankly the lightsaber experience i haven't done and i would have loved to do it but it wasn't affordable for me at, at the 200 dollars price point that's why i did a droid instead i i just can't personally for me i can't I can't correlate a lightsaber being worth as much as a hotel room stay, like one night at a hotel. That to me just doesn't sit right with me. I mean, when you framed it that way, that's that's a night at a hotel. It's like, oh, holy crap, she's uh, she's right. But um, I mean, like I said, I have done savvies and two fifty. That is that is that is a lot for the experience. The experience is incredible. The show you get. The immersion that Steffers talked about, I mean, as a Star Wars fan, is something I'll never forget. I'm very glad I got in at the price point that I did. Was it a lot of money? Yes. But I also saved up a long time specifically for that experience. Um, $250, though, that is... Mm, that is... That, that, That's what I'm saying, but then you're going for... There's four parks. Each park has, like, a really cool uh, most... And let's say the majority of the parks have some really cool thing that you want to do. Like the Living with the Land Tour thing at Epcot. I'd love to do that. The Behind Animal the seats, Kingdom, yes. the, the Trek, whatever. There was a cool Trek one that we talked about on a previous show. I would love to do that. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, is if you price out those two experiences ex against the lightsaber, I'm pretty sure, like, the value-wise, like, it would be, like, the same I don't I don't remember the prices, but I feel like that would be like the same kind of deal. And I'd rather do two experiences than one. But like I said, I'm not I love Star Wars, but I'm not like it just seems like there's a lot of saving that I would need to do in order to do all the things that I want to do. Yeah. And that's just a lot. Two fifty is a lot. It is a lot. I mean it's a lot no matter what it is. Uh Correct. two two fifty is is a significant chunk of change and i off the top of my head i don't remember the price point for the animal kingdom experience but i do know behind the seeds i want to say it was like 30 bucks so i mean like like a family of four could do behind the seeds tour what twice maybe uh in, instead of one person buying a set like i said experience. everyone has their own preference yes i love gardening so that's my jam I love like the animal vibe. That's my jam. But if I didn't want to do those things, I'm also very like, I hold things at different values and so does everyone else. So you might say, okay, well, screw gardening. I can just go build a cool lightsaber and be happy and live my best Star Wars dream. And like, that's very valid. I'm just, I just think like for some, it's not, 
the price point affects like people who were on the fence or like are teetering the line between liking Star Wars enough where like, oh, that'd be a really cool experience and like, oh, that's a lot of money for this experience. I think it like affects those people more than like the diehard fans for mm -hmm. sure because the diehards are going to do it either way. Um, and I wish I'm one of those that teeters on the line and the 250 like pulls me away from it. So. And maybe Disney knows that the diehards will do it, and that's why in their minds, like, yeah, we can we can move it. Thirty five dollars for okay. behind the scenes. Yeah. Mm. How much is a kingdom key keys to the keys to the kingdom? Uh, like more than thirty five dollars. Right? More than thirty five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew that. I'm just thinking, like, if you save, like, is it or like on Disney After Hours events? I mean, yeah, a Disney after hours. I mean, we were talking a couple weeks ago. It's like $145. Y'all, yeah. you are spending more money than an after hours event at Disney for a lightsaber. I'm not trying to deter you from purchasing this. I'm just telling you, like, if lightsabers are going up, what is next? Well, no. we are going to talk about what's next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny you mentioned that, Steffers, because the answer apparently is everything. Because well, along yeah. with the price increases at Savvy's Workshop at Droid T Depot, oh, by the way, capture your moment, you know, the, the photo picture thing, the price is going up on that. And the whole Disney Genie Plus suite of offerings being more expensive. Disney has also increased the prices on many of its food and beverage offerings, including alcohol. Many of the changes have been applied across theme parks and resorts, but uh, blog makes he put together a sampling of the changes. Hey, if you're a fan of Casey's Corner, uh, particularly that Walt's Chili All Beef Foot Long Hot Dog, prices have gone up from 14 bucks to 14 and a half. Uh, Columbia Harbor House, uh, you want to get a drink there? Was four bucks, now four and a half. Uh, staying at Columbia Harbor House, maybe you want to get some chicken strips. Chicken strips, about 50 cents more. So um, uh, across the board, uh, Crystal Palace House, uh, the House made sangria, white sangria, Buckmore, $11 to 12. Liberty Tree, uh, Spirit of 76 Cider Shanty price is 50 cents more, $10 to 10.50. Be our guest, uh, Enchanted Champagne bottle. Uh, you're going to be paying from $79 now to $85. Pecos Bill Cheeseburger, uh, it is now, was eight bucks, now eight fifty. And then the Connections Eatery French Bistro Burger price was $13. You're now paying $13.80. Also, I'm I'm rewinding because fifty cents for food. I'm making a face, but like <sighs> this wild Africa trek, privately guided VIP expedition full of close <laughs> encounters with exotic African wildlife, hundred and ninety nine per person. So Savvy's is fifty dollars more than than a private. Correct, and Africa I will trip. say you could do a guest. But you're not getting two lightsabers for 250. You're getting one lightsaber, and like you have a friend watching and recording you while you build your lightsaber, right? It's a, it's only it's one person who gets it. Yes, and then, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the the experience you pay for at Savvy's Workshop. Y'all could be, y'all yeah. could be breathing in the same air as some animals for 200. dollars Yeah, Disney's uh, Disney's getting a little bit more expensive, and I talked about it earlier. Do you think that Disney is getting too expensive? to A, get in the park, and then B, uh, to enjoy once you get in the park. Um, uh, Steffers, uh, you said you were going to weigh in with your answer uh, at the end of the episode. Uh, I think I kind of know where you're going with this, but uh, why don't you uh, wax poetic here, my friend? The answer is yes. I do think, I think it's outpricing a specific group of people because there are always going to be people that you know, save for 10 years and then finally get to go or, or whatever. But a little bit of change goes a very long way. And, you know, there are those discounted retailers, which, I mean, unless you go for multiple days, you're not saving too much money or any, because if you're only going one, they're not going to save you any money. The hotels... There is a reason I go to Universal, and that is just because it is in my price range. Do I think there are very clear differences between the two? Absolutely. You get four parks, you get this, that, the other thing. I get it. 
$250 can get me a room at a premier hotel at Universal with express passes, which they still have included in your stay. I just, will I still go to Disney? Absolutely, because I'm part of the problem. I just won't be able to go as often because of the ticket increases and the dining increases. And then it's like, okay, well, you could bring your own food to the park. Yes, but if I'm on vacation, the last thing I'm trying to do is get to my hotel, do an Instacart order or take an Uber to the store, come back, make a bunch of food. Like there's just, and then like the food is part of the experience at the park, in my opinion. So I like trying the new food and I like like experiencing new things. So it's very hard because they do have experiences that I'm like into and that I enjoy I just very much think that they're pricing out a lot of people that aren't able to spend you know I mean some families spend 10 plus grand on a vacation there's no way with these price increases that like I'm thinking about the families you know what I mean like mm -hmm. it's it's just one of those like I do I get the logic from a business standpoint? Sure. But when is enough enough at that point, you know? Like, when is it too high where people will start really, like, not contributing? And I just don't think that there... I don't think there's an answer for that. I think people will always keep contributing. Which isn't, you know, I mean, there's no one to blame. It's just, uh, what's the way the world is, for lack of a better term? Um not happy with the prices but also like they're gonna do it anyway and people are still gonna show up me myself included i don't know frankly i just spend my money and hope for a great experience and then there are times where you spend the money and then you have a like a not so great experience in some cases and you're like oh i really just spent this much money for something that wasn't you know i don't i'm sad I just, I don't want to say it diminishes the magic because cast members try their darndest to ensure that you have a great time. I just, I'm, I'm finding that there's holes in my pockets and like my money's just falling out at this point. And like, it kind of, it just sucks, you know? Yeah, I, I, I do know what you mean, especially, and, and it is a bummer because sometimes you do pay for that park experience and then for whatever reason something sours it and you don't have that magical experience you're hoping for and I think something you said a couple of things you said I think hit the nail right on the head I do think Disney is getting too expensive for some people and that's that's unfortunate because I, I know it's kind I kind of roll my eyes whenever anybody says what I'm about to say but you know that's that's not what Walt envisioned Walt didn't want it to get to the point where you know only the super rich could go and enjoy his park but I'm on the flip side, it's like, this is a business. And I understand it's like, you have stockholders, you have a bottom line you have to answer to. But at the same time, it's like, it's getting to the point where when is enough going to be enough? And something you said that I'm, I'll, I'll raise my hand and say, I'm right there with you. I'm part of the, you're part of the problem. I'm part of the problem. We're all part of the problem until we get to the point where we say, all right, enough is enough. And I do think I've seen more people have that sentiment online now. Saying it online is one thing. Not going to the parks and spending your money is another thing because I'll admit it, it's like Disney has made some choices that make me scratch my head and just flat out make me shake my head. That said, it's like, it's still my happy place. Like that is that is still where I want to go vacation and spend my money. Like I still love going down to these parks, but every time I'm down there, there's something, it seems like it's like, all right, Disney. All right, Disney. And I just don't know, like, like that's not going to change for me anytime soon, I don't think. But eventually, there, I think we are individually each going to find our breaking point. And I don't want it to get to that point because Disney is something that matters to me. I mean, it matters so much to me that with the exception of last week, I drop a weekly podcast talking about this place that I love. And y'all listen, talking about me and Steffers talking about a place that we loved. So th it means something to y'all too. So I just hope for Disney's sake in the long run, it doesn't get to the point where everybody finds their breaking point and says enough is enough. That's just me though. I would, I would love to hear 
your thoughts on this topic as well. Is Disney getting too expensive and to go to the parks? And then once you're in the parks, is Disney making it too expensive to enjoy it? Because I I don't think Steffers and I are alone in, in, in our way of thinking on feeling on this, quite frankly. I don't think so either, but on to happier times. Yes, yes. We're going to close it on a happy, happy note, happy Disney news, because one of my favorite places to go get some food that is probably going to be more expensive is coming back. That is in the Polynesian Resort. We're talking Kona Cafe is reopening on November 1st, which is, oh my God, next week. Uh, You do remember shut down mid-August for some refurbishments. Disney made the announcement, quote, Kona Cafe at Disney's Polynesian Village Resort is currently unavailable due to refurbishments. We will reopen on November 1st, 2022 with an enhanced table service experience. In the meantime, we invite you to use the mobile order service through the My Disney Experience app to order select breakfast, lunch, and dinner offerings from Kona Cafe to go, which can be picked up next to Kona Island, end quote. Um, I'm a big fan of Kona Cafe, so I look forward to being able to sit down and eat some of those chicken wings and have a lapu lapu the next time I am down on Walt Disney World Resort and I go have a uh, poly day. Never been, but maybe one day. Highly recommend. And uh, touring around the uh, resorts is something free you can do uh, at the Walt Disney World Resorts. So just remember that. All right. Well, you know, we it wasn't all doom and gloom. We got to talk about uh, Kona coming back. So, so, so there's that, Steffers. There yeah, is, there's, there's that. that. <laughs> uh, Steffers, um, before we get out, where can the lovely listener find you, your podcast, and uh, what you're up to these days? Well, I'm up to way too much still. Um, you can catch me on TikTok and Instagram at Adventures with Steffers. Twitter, you can tweet at me. It's Steffers, so I-T-S and then S-T-E-P-H-E-R-S. Um, I also have a YouTube channel now, Go Me. I post video video versions of my podcast episodes because I personally like to watch like two people have a conversation. So I was like, why not give the people something I enjoy and maybe they enjoy too. If not, you can find Adventures of Stuffers podcast on all of your podcatchers, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I'm sure it's on other ones that I don't really know. Those are the two main <laughs> ones. Um, my YouTube channel is linked on my social media. I don't have a cool fancy custom URL to share with you, so I'm going to spare you the reading out of the URL. Um, I think that's that's it. If you read books and have a Goodreads, hit me up. Uh, we can be friends. And yeah. Ooh, I thought it, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. That one's You're a banger. Stinky. Oh, oh that's 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 not nice or true. I took a shower today. I don't so believe in, you. In your face. Actually, it was very late last night, but technically it was this morning. So, you know, I uh, believe in you. Check and mate staffers. Um, uh, you did mention the top of the show that uh, uh, Disney Animal Crossing, uh, they did an update and released Scar. Uh, so Scar is now available. Any thoughts on that? Have you uh, unlocked Scar? I have unlocked Scar and I'm working through his quest line. Um, I'm trying to not... Uh rush like i want to savor it but i also i'm trying to finish some books and catch up on like my reading list so i've been spending my days reading and like i'll do a little few tasks here and there and then i'll go read so i have unlocked scar he is very cool um he is how you would think scar is and um i still like him better than mother Gothel because i do not like mother Gothel. And that's your fun fact and stuffers. But seriously, though, if any of you, um, I do post a lot of TikToks about like updates to the game, um, different tips about the game, because um, some some people get overwhelmed, some people like miss some things, and I just try to share where I see fit. So follow me, do all the things. I'm here for you. Appreciate you being there for us, because because I'll, I'll play that game and then. I next thing I know, it's like three hours later and it's like, what have I done? It's like, oh, I've just been picking flowers and mining rocks. And it's like, I haven't actually done any of the stories. My inventory's full. I'm like, I hate this inventory system. Why am I always just carrying around all sorts of crap? Anyway, uh, follow me on Twitter, L-A-N-D-O-Z. Please go follow me, Landon Doan. I'm the best, Landon Doan, not the rest. That's where you can follow me. 280 characters at a time on Twitter. I also do occasionally run a website. It's butt much chips, butt much chips. Sit on your butt and renew your munch. 
Yeah, see, I'm bringing it back, Steffers. Uh, that's where you can find really outdated stuff I did in my college radio days. Uh, interviews with the cast of Octane Hunger Force, Venture Brothers, uh, podcasts on Game of Thrones, professional wrestling, uh, video games. Uh, there's a video game podcast if you enjoyed our uh, conversation about uh, video games. I uh, got something on that as well. Uh, but I do also appear on The Phil Show on News Talk 98.7 W. OKI radio station locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee, streaming 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at Newstalk987.com. Also available in the iHeartRadio app and the Newstalk987 app as well. Uh, Steffers, any final thoughts before we hit the door? Don't forget to eat lunch. Yeah, yeah. Eating's important. I I, I have to tell myself that sometimes because I'll be getting ready to go to bed and I'll be like, why am I so hungry? And then I think back, oh, that's because I haven't eaten today. So... Yeah, I'll be eating right after this. Mm -hmm. In addition to lunch, also dinner and sometimes breakfast. I hear breakfast mm -hmm. is the most important meal of the day. Mm -hmm. but, you know, I, I I very rarely eat breakfast. But you know, then again, that's that's why when you look at me, you say Landon Dome, Paragon of Health. Uh, but uh, thank a cast member, thank a team member, Disney and Universal. Pay your cast members and your team members a living wage. Despite this whole podcast, we do love coming down to your parks and occasionally giving you all of our money. But without them, without the cast members and the team members, none of what you have happening happens. So treat them and pay them like the rock stars that they are. Uh, be decent to each other. Uh, you don't know what everybody else has going on in their life and you don't know what a kind word or a kind gesture, how far that will go in somebody's life. So uh, be decent to each other. Be decent to yourself. Take care of yourself, not only physically, mentally as well, because your mental health can be just as important as your physical health too. Uh, and breathe. Have some fun. And uh, if you do both of those things, that would mean the world to me. Uh, so for my friend Steffers, my name is Landon Doan. Thank you all so much for coming back and listening this week. Uh, health willing, we'll be back next week for a brand new episode of Daz Does Disney. You've been great. We've been Daz Does Disney. Stay tuned for the secret sound, you Jedi scum. Be really bad if we weren't recording. I would have told you before we started. Don't worry. Yeah, you have done that before. And and and, I, and I, I appreciate at least one of us is paying attention. Because I'm good. I'm good like that. I'm oh god, they added Queen of the Glorzos to Fortnite. The fuck is a Queen of the Glorzos? Rank your Fortnite dances. Go. Oh, I like the BTS ones the best. Okay. And then there's this really this other one that like has no copyright music and it's just like and I fling my arms around and it's pretty great. I mean the the person flings their arms around, but also I fling my arms around. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised you haven't already bought it. Bought <sighs> it. Bought because it. I'm buy just per purchased. No, no, you bite it. Maybe if you're good this year, Santa Claus will bring that to you, Steffers. You promise? Mm-hmm. Thanks, Santa. But you have to be good, remember. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> how messed, How funny would it be if I do it's a Monday morning and then I forget the rest of what you say? Something about dreamers. Yeah. Something about, I was going to say how funny would it be if I started the show, but I don't even know the shtick. So. I'll be honest. I barely know it anymore either. I'll go back and edit it and be like, okay, I kind of got most of my intro. <laughs> Uh, all right, maximum effort. Here we go. It's a Monday morning, and you know what that means, streamers. Welcome back to the Isolation Station. Love. This is Dawes Does Disney. And I'm Damn it, Steffers. I told you I can't do this. <laughs> all right, take two. I cry for you, honestly. Gross. Then again, that's that's why when you look at me, you say Landon Dome, Paragon of Health. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff I can do well. Heck, there's even a couple things I can do very well. But when it comes to graphic design, that is one thing I cannot do at all. Thankfully, I have a friend in Matt and love of the mouse multimedia. You know and love their work. 
the sleek and soon-to-be-beloved logo for this very podcast, Does Does Disney, that was them. The classic morning monorail logo and all its variants, that was Love of the Mouse too. And not only does Love of the Mouse have an incredible talent for graphic design, they're easy to work with and collaborate. They listen to your ideas and suggestions, then they bring them to life. So if you're looking to start your own blog, podcast, YouTube channel, Etsy shop, whatever creative outlet that you're thinking of, Love of the Mouse can help your brand to stand out in the crowd. Connect with Matt on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by searching Love of the Mouse Multimedia or at L-O-T-M Multimedia or visit loveofthemousepodcast.com or email loveofthemousepodcast at gmail.com to contact him about your design needs. We're talking logos, social media promos, advertisements, websites, and so much more. And if you're uh, looking for some more awesome Disney content, make sure and subscribe to his show, Love of the Mouse Podcast, on your favorite streaming applications. And tell him the Dawes sent you. I, I, I don't know if that'll get you anything. I just always wanted to say that.